This is the Higher Jiu-Jitsu Podcast, where everyday people build quality of life with Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. All right. Um, so let me just find this. You getting the blog post back up? Yeah, getting the blog post up, because I've also got the clock up, and we can... All right, but we're timing it from there, huh? Yeah. So all your, your job is to just, just fucking bounce. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so cool. Um, so are we live? All right. Hey, everybody. It's John from the High Jiu-Jitsu Podcast. Of course. And we've got Brad. And in the last episode, I did, we didn't really introduce Brad. So, Mr. Brad, what's going on, buddy? Not a lot, Johnny. Just chilling out. Oh, yeah? Having a beer. Awesome. <laughs> Having a beer, kicking back after Saturday. We had a really good class today. Uh, we had women's only, 10 to 11. And then we had Nogi from 11 to 12. It's a little bit late today. Yeah. But, um, and, it was, open, right? and then free mat. And then open mat, <clears throat> which is always so much fun. How long did we go for today? Was it half an hour or 45 minutes? Dude, we always go for about like about an hour usually. But there's no one in the gym like afterwards. So yeah. it just becomes like just free mats really. Before you go, yeah, it's good. Yeah, so um, it's so cool to see everyone just training and... I feel like sometimes I have like I clap even in open training and I say, right, everyone change partner because everyone just gets into such a zone. Yeah, yeah, where you could roll with that one yeah, person. Everyone just rolls time. like with one person for like an hour. Yeah. It just keeps going and that's so cool. That's so awesome. And I think that's a very important part of our learning as well. Just getting stuck into it mm. because you can always like, it's like the, the roller skates. You can always just keep polishing them, but eventually, you know, they've got to be worn and you got to get into it. You got to use it. Mm-hmm. And rolling isn't. Yeah, it's using it um, within a controlled environment, but it's also your your chance to to perform. And to see everyone just get into it, just a, like just this mindset, um, and everyone's just smiling. And you were looking up at me earlier, and we and I was smiling. Yeah, and roll, but that's the thing. Out. That's what I've been saying for the for for the past, you know, well, past few months really. Everyone's finding a nice rhythm. Mm. Phil said that to me as well. He said like everyone, because previously everyone was just like, just really yeah. trying to um, push each other and trying to assert like, there's like a, a hierarchy. And in, like in a sense, like that that hierarchy of, of ability, mm. you know, but then everyone starts to just get content after a while because you, the, the friendships kick in, you know, and... Uh, everyone just learns each other's games mm. and then that's how then it starts to become that everyone chess everyone helps each other yeah everyone yeah exactly right because after a while if I'm always catching AJ in a certain sweep I'm going to say dude this is what I'm doing fix it and then I'm going to have to evolve after that to yeah. find something else yeah yeah, yeah. he For starts amplifying that sweep and then you realise he has it and then you're going to try and get it back so you need to improve it in some way yeah yeah. In order to get it again or to or something else you can go to that'll work at that yeah. point. Yeah, and then seeing what the next step is, you know, the card afterwards, because if I'm always winning with that, it pays for me to help AJ, you know, and for AJ to help the next person and you know, because that's how we're all getting better. But then not even that, AJ has helped that person and they're getting good at it as well. And mm-hmm. then they start helping other people. And then it's just like, you know. Exactly. It and that's the that's line. the culture that comes about. So what we're talking about, uh, Brad, today is uh, an article on the blog, Jiu-Jitsu Saves the Day. 
Jiu-Jitsu saves the day. I look back at my life pre-Jiu-Jitsu. So I was 19 when I started. I think I was 19. Uh, because I remember finishing HSE, and that year that I'd finished HSE, because mm. I, I studied pretty hard for the HSE, like a few weeks beforehand, like I really knuckled down. <laughs> I went to the library and read a lot of books on like all these different topics, and then would find like an hour at the end of uh, at the end of the day yeah, to just cram in some some study. Yeah. Um, so this was pre jiu days, like HSE, so E12. Um, and then I remember finished. I remember I finished school. And then enrolled and got accepted into Macquarie Uni. So I knew I'd be going to ride every day. Mm. Um, and then I started watching Ultimate Fighter around that time. And previously, I'd done a little bit of boxing. I'd always loved like Rocky. And then I tried to go to a bunch of boxing gyms. But there were no gyms that were really there to coach you in mm. boxing. And Tomo and the PCYC is doing a very good job of that. And I really want to go to a class in the morning bit tough but like I'll definitely try to get there and you should go too mm. that'd be awesome Fitzy goes um, it's like Andrew yeah 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 um, it's boxing training in the PCYC oh that's yeah 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 in the morning it's, what's it yeah. like $17.50 a week but yeah uh, three or four days you can go to uh huh and then as a hydrogen member you get the all access pass okay. um, at a concession rate too that's great yeah which is great and then all of that it goes to the to the club you know and the club's putting a whole like bunch uh, more into the uh, youth programs, yeah, and then making that a lot better. So it's a great thing that they're, that they're building. They've got all the pictures on the walls and stuff of the like people bios and how the PCYCs, you know, mm-hmm. what it's improved in their life. Yeah, it's pretty well, nice. Exactly. I've like watched that sort of grow since I've been in Sydney. Yep, and just like we're facilitating here, like uh, a way of a better way of life, you know, PCYC is doing their best as well, and empowering young people is something mm. that they talk about. Yeah, that's what we're doing too. So you know, got in and out of boxing. I was playing soccer for a big part of my life, mm. football. Um, and so after at the age of nine, like I finished HSC, and then I did a trial at SPMA because they they were in Concord and they were. I'd done some research and I saw that Elvis Sinezik and Anthony Parosh were um, UFC fighters. And I was like, all right, mad, we'll go there. Because I really wanted to become an MMA fighter. Um, so that was pre-Jiu-Jitsu. Um, Post-Jiu-Jitsu, it's like that moment was a major turning point in my life where I, like, I didn't have um, an outlet beforehand. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like I dabbled in other things. Um, and then the moment I started jiu-jitsu was pretty much changed everything. Where were you at when you... So let me let me ask you a question before, you, before you, I tell anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so on a, you said that starting changed your life, right? Starting jiu-jitsu that moment. So like tell me on a Wednesday night or a Friday night or um, maybe even Saturday, mm-hmm. what would you have been doing if you weren't at jiu-jitsu. So oh, on a well, Wednesday, you said you might be studying, sorry. But like once you'd finished HSC, what would you have been doing? Oh, that was mayhem. That was mayhem because <laughs> as Namba would attest and uh, Thomas and Lord and like, um, we'd be going out with our schoolmates mm. every night of the week pretty much. Um, Thursday nights were world bar nights. Um, we'd then you come out to my neck of the woods. Yeah, man, just around <laughs> the corner. Um, 
just drinking all the time and just being an 18 year old really mm. um, who just finished school and it was great and it was fun so you were sort of more partying and maybe not worrying about health and fitness and all no, that as much or um, well that was one that was the night time I was partying and before that I was going to the gym and my whole intention for that pretty much at the time was to get bigger mm-hmm um, my cousin was really into bodybuilding and that, I think like it, it was a part that influenced me where um, he showed me pumping iron for the first time and I was like, oh, cool. It was, it was awesome seeing the bodybuilders yeah. in that day. And, and so, okay, so that's sort of what you were doing on another day and Saturday nights or Friday night would just be partying, friends, nam and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty okay. much. So, so then you got to the crossroads in, in your life, came across jiu-jitsu and how did that change now? Well, the thing is, um, it changed. Was it over time? Everything. Was it instantly? Yeah, pretty much instantly. Yeah, I think it started off instantly because I was one of the people where I got into jiu-jitsu and I got immersed in that straight away. Yeah. And initially I said, oh, I'll, come, I'll go a couple times a week. Um, but the more I went, the more I loved it. And then it kind of just started, I don't know, I'd always go there and I'd like all of my gym time, mm. I'd still go to the gym. I'd still run and do all those things, but I'd do it because I wanted to get better at jujitsu. Yeah. And of course I was a white belt back in the day. I had no, no idea. Uh, but it changed like my time in the gym. It changed um, my, the things that I do throughout the week, like the, the way I'd spend my time, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that was very different. And it's a completely different life, <laughs> essentially. But it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to start that way, you know. I think. I think. Uh, I think you can start to dabble initially. Yeah, in jujitsu. Yeah, yeah, and that's why we have our starter membership where we can do like you know. Um, like one, like one class or two classes per week, mm-hmm. um, and then from there it can start to build. But it just depends also on the on the person, I think. So, with you, you started. I think we doing just a couple classes a week when I first started jujitsu. Yeah. Um, no, I think I was straight away into two or three a week, mm-hmm. and then I was three or four a week. It was pretty much pretty quickly because remember I was really new to Sydney. So outside of work, I didn't really have any friends for the first like two and a half, three months mm-hmm. when I was just working. I only knew people from the office and that was it. So if I wasn't after work, we'd all, I'd go home and I'd just be at home. And I wasn't really going out on my own. So after work, when I started going to jiu-jitsu instead, because I had nothing else to do in the evenings, I was like, well, I can just do that. Mm-hmm. So like that's why I'd come in like three, four, sometimes five days a week. And then sort of got, obviously started getting to you know, work got a bit more busy. I started to, I don't know, get into a proper routine and then I was like, okay, three days a week, so Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Try and stick to that and then try, try and come on a Saturday as well. Yeah, yeah. That's my sort of frequency anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, you were talking about your friends. So on a Friday, like you having fun with your friends, going out, having drinks and stuff. For me, when I first came to Sydney, like on a Friday night, I'd just go out and have drinks with... Um, all the people from work 
Okay. I'd stay back at the office and have drinks, then go yeah. out. And that was my one night where I was actually like drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I first started jiu-jitsu, like I was training like on a Monday and a Wednesday and then maybe the Saturday. But then I started getting more and more keen on it. And I mm-hmm. was like, fuck the drinks, man, yeah. just jiu-jitsu. So I'd leave now and like training every Friday. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like occasionally I'll stay for, at work for a drink if there's an event on or something, but otherwise I'll come to jiu-jitsu because you just, you become immersed in it. You just mm-hmm. want to be doing that. Go out with friends or go to jiu-jitsu and hang around friends anyway. Yeah, I mean, well, you didn't have you didn't have friends here, right? So you just started with a clean slate. Mm. And the thing is, um, like, even beforehand, you know, like you can go out with friends. Some people don't, we don't, now that I'm 30, like, my friends, we don't go out all the time anyway. You mm. know, people, like, life kicks in, work happens, and work starts to take up a lot of your time. You know, if you've got kids, I mean, all your time spent at home. Like, I was 18 when I was going out all the time, and now it's, it's different chores, you know, and different priorities. Mm. And without it, it's very easy for... Um, things to become very monotonous, you know, like if, and if there isn't something that adds spice to your life that, you know, makes you smile throughout the day, mm-hmm. like if it's, if you wake up, you get ready, you go to work, you come home, you got to cook dinner, you know, that takes forever. Have a shower, go to bed. Yeah. Well, yeah. Get up, go to that, work. <laughs> That's it. That's what happens. And then, you know, my, uh, some of my family in Greece, they've tried to come out to Sydney. And, well, these are like more distant family because all my immediate family is here. Mm. Uh, but a lot of them and, you know, other Greeks that I know and Europeans for that matter, they can't adjust to the Aussie lifestyle, like at least the Sydney lifestyle. Mm. Because in Sydney, we have, we have a lot of good things. You know, and, you know, I think it's what you make it as well, but we really need to work here because things are so expensive. Yeah. And you can't, the, the culture is here of just constantly wanting to work. Mm. Um, and it's just a different lifestyle in Europe. And the lifestyle in Europe allows for you to just go out. Almost like in, it's encouraging to go out, you know, on a, on a weeknight because everyone is just out and about and having a coffee and just chilling out and hanging out with friends. Mm. Like with us, you know, on a Friday night we'll go out, but on a Wednesday night to go for a beer, you know, Thursday morning I have to get up nice and early and start morning class at 7 a.m. So I need to go home and get my sleep. Yeah. So you can't really do that, you know. Mm. So it's very easy for things to progress, especially if you're not careful, you know, if you don't make the effort um, into something that's just very tedious. And I think that's a, that was kind of what would, what would be happening because when you're at the gym, there aren't any variables. I mean, you know, you go, you lift your weight, you do your thing and you go home. Like it's like you tick a box. Yeah. At least that was, that's what was happening with me. Um, I didn't feel like at least beforehand, you know, if I lifted an extra three kilos on a squat, you know, five kilos, like that would be fun and exciting but it's still just an extra five kilos on the bar while you're squatting mm. <laughs> you know there wasn't too much excitement in that yeah and so what so we do you're is you're saying that jiu-jitsu lights up your day 
or you've mm-hmm. got something you wake up for in the morning and you know you're going to go through that grind of work but you know after work that's what you're going to do and so what moving away from the weights and then starting jiu-jitsu gave you that well yeah because you know uh all it took was a call to spma and then i was i was i was curious because when i was going to the gym and maybe when you were just hanging out here and going out even before jiu-jitsu when you life in sydney and maybe life in perth too mm-hmm. um like if you see i lost my train of thought now but basically danny edit that one out but uh <laughs> When you when you uh, start, all it takes is a phone call just to get started. Yeah. In jiu-jitsu. like because we can sit here and talk about the the very intense, vast jiu-jitsu lifestyle. You know, and we're always going to jiu-jitsu and well, for me, like I do I spend about let's say twenty four, twenty six hours on the mats throughout the week. Yeah. Um, and the, the hours off the mats, I'm always working on the school and like, you know, trying to make things better. Um, but all it takes is one phone call and then just one class and then maybe like one class or two classes throughout the week. Yeah. And just slowly, slowly starting to feel what this jiu-jitsu stuff is. Because when jiu-jitsu started, it was awesome. How did you feel your first few times of jiu-jitsu? Was it fun? Yeah, yeah. Did you enjoy it straight off the bat? Yeah, immediate. Straight away, I was like, shit, this is good. Okay. <laughs> like, I'm keen. Because mm-hmm. I, 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 like, it's not like I didn't... Obviously, I was doing um, real easy stuff, but the gym was really new then. Mm-hmm. So you had a, like, I got a lot of attention from guys like Matt and Oscar. And they pretty much helped, like me and Brendan and yeah. Leon. Yeah, yeah. That was like that was the group. Um, and obviously, so there was like others in the gym, but they were the people who were really there, every, like a lot. Um, and they would, you'd have a lot of attention, so you've worked out pretty quickly that it really does work, and people would help you. And then I guess over time, like you, because you train like three, four days a week, you just pick it up. And then in three months, you realise like how someone, well, someone new will come to the gym. Three months after you started, and you'll and you might not feel how much you've improved because the white belts that started at the same time as you, it's still the same kind of little battle. Yeah. Even though you've all improved a little bit, it's still you're at that same level. So you don't really know how much you've improved. Yep, yep. Um, and then someone joins the gym after three months, and like you roll with them, and it's like one of their early rolls in the first couple of weeks, and you, and then you realize you're oh, okay, like this works now. Mm-hmm. Because you notice it's someone who doesn't know how to do jiu-jitsu at all. So in our white belts who come in now, probably listening to this thinking, I come into the gym and like I'm just trying to survive all the time. Like I can't get anyone at all. But in yeah. three months' time, someone brand new comes in, mm-hmm. you'll, you'll realize right then and there how much you actually know. Exactly. Yeah, because it's like your instincts. <clears throat> like after three months, you start to realize that the things that you were going to do are probably wrong. So the technique slowly starts to seep in. Mm. But initially... Even that little bit of technique that you use, but if you use it against someone who doesn't know what to yeah, do... Exactly. It works. Yeah. yeah. Um, Wing Jang had a, had a little role with Nam. Mm. Uh, they go to Wednesday or Thursday. And it was very interesting because 
um, they started rolling together and they have started around the same time. Mm. They both had about a couple months ex- uh, experience. And it was so interesting because um, Nam, he, he got to practice the bridge. Yeah. And then Win Jang was being very, um, well, I wouldn't say uh, persistent, but he had the technique as well when he was, and he wasn't um, giving Nam the chance to stop. And he was on him. And then Nam got to feel the connection and why connection is so important. And Win Jang got to feel like, you know, how he can transition and, and not lose the position. Yeah. Um, and then... And it's probably... And like that moment might have been the very first time they both felt that. It, it was, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, if those boys with that little bit of technique they've learned in two months go up against somebody that hasn't done anything, yeah. they will realize how much they've learned. Yeah. In two months, yeah. you know, and then I don't think Nam or Winjang are particularly um, athletic. Mm. You know, Nam Nam had a, a, a knee injury. You'd have to have him on on your podcast. Talk about it. Yeah, and yeah, talk sure. about and talk about his experience because um, he had a he had some issues with his knee. He actually messed it up playing school sport. Mm. We were in like maybe ten or year eleven, and then the PE teacher bailed on him just said oh mate you're right and the guy and I was like no nah, man I can't walk like my knees totally messed up he tore his ACL just completely smashed it and uh, the teacher just goes oh sorry uh, however it happened and then and drives off and <laughs> leaves Nam there by himself with like a completely messed up knee um, so he's had he's had some bad injuries too so when he came in he was a little bit uh, he was very anxious. Mm. Namba was very anxious. But slowly, slowly, he started to feel the, the, the power of the techniques. Yeah. You know? because and, then, and realize he's safe as well. People aren't going to hurt him. Yeah. Well, now he, he gets to listen to the concepts and gets to practice the concepts and just dabble with the techniques. And then sometimes, you know, if Nam or if like a newer student gets really tired... Sometimes he, it's good because Nam knows his limits too. Like mm-hmm. he did, he did, I think three classes in one day, and by the third class, his brain was fried. He's like, "Look, man, that's he can't do that." But you know, I, I think that comes. That's a skill, mm. you know. And um, he, it's good to know your limits as well. And you understand it's a skill, but as he learns more about jujitsu and what he, the concepts that he starts to understand get broader mm-hmm. so when things get mentioned maybe three classes in because he doesn't have to really try and think about it he just kind of understands exactly he won't feel that way exactly he won't be brain fried yes exactly that third class will do yep <laughs> yep exactly and you know to come from a point of not being very athletic at all not being very fit mm-hmm. you know to now after you know two months just having that base I think is awesome yep and <clears throat> You know, that's why we say this is around the time that jiu-jitsu comes to the rescue. You know, things work. The movements, they look a little tough, but you're guided through them and eventually you get the hang of it all. And then it comes to the techniques. While it's a little uncoordinated to begin with, after numerous attempts, you get the knack of it. You know, so when a new student comes in, they will... Definitely, they, they might struggle initially. Feel free. They might struggle. Uh, but it's going to take some time. And I keep repeating that to people. I say it's going to take time. 
you need to uh, be patient and you need to respect the process. Because if jiu-jitsu was easy, Brad, we'd be giving black belts to everybody who came into the room. You know, everybody who started jiu-jitsu would, be end up, would end up a black belt, and that's definitely not the case. Cheers. Cheers. That's definitely not the case. Instead, you know, you have to be willing to uh, not be very good, okay? And that's not comfortable. So you will be getting out of your comfort zone a little bit. How did, how, how did you feel like you came out of your comfort zone? I think I, I've talked about this on, um, I think, my podcast, mm-hmm. and it was about... <clears throat> Which episode? I think the very first one with Leon. Okay. And we were talking about how, um, like, in the workplace, if you do... <laughs> why are you drinking it like that? Hopefully no one heard that. <laughs> it's all good. Very messed up way to drink a beer. Yeah. But so, um, well, the microphones in our faces. It's all good. Um, sorry, I was trying to say, when you work and you're doing something at work that you really struggle with, and then eventually, over time, it gets easier, and then you can do it, and it doesn't stress you as much. Mm-hmm. That was the same kind of thing. Yep. It, it, at first, it did feel like real. it was, it was hard work and it was tough, mm-hmm. and then I got more comfortable with it. Yep. So your brain became more efficient? Mm. Could you say that? Yeah. Because it didn't take you as much effort in order to um, do those small things. Because when you come in, a bridge is hard. Mm-hmm. Now, a couple of years into jiu-jitsu, a bridge for you is just like... Second you know, nature. What, what's next? Yeah. yeah. Like hip escape. Hip escape's a second nature. You hip escape out of bed of a, of a morning, don't you? Hip thrust. Literally, literally like that leg overthrow. Yeah, yeah. I'm always I thread the needle. <laughs> I actually yeah. do that stuff. Yeah. I know, so we all do that. Because yeah. that, that's jits, but like that takes time for, for that to be, to, to be ingrained. Yeah. And, you know, a technical stand-up, you know, when you're first coming to class, that's enough. Yeah. You can come in, learn the technical stand-up for 10 minutes and be like, that hey, was, I've had enough. Hey, that was one of the, um, you know how that you talk about um, every now and then someone will say something that will like blow your mind mm-hmm. in jiu-jitsu. It'll blow your mind. You're like, ah, that moment where you're like, ah. Mm-hmm. One of mine was the technical stand-up. Oh, right. And I kept on saying like, naturally someone will, if they're down, they'll get up over their leg. Yeah. And then the technical stand-up so you step through and back. So you're not actually going all forward, you're going backwards. Yes. And um, I was like saying that it's just as easy to get up. Like, why? Why do you go backwards? And then you explained, you drew, drew the line where I was. And mm-hmm. basically, if I got up my way, I'd be leaning head in. Yeah, yeah. And being exposed, if I go backwards, I'm moving away from it. Uh-huh. And, and that was the moment where I could see that line and one went one side and one felt like one fell one way and one fell the other. Ah. Penny dropped. Yeah, penny dropped. Kapow. Yeah, and that was one of the early moments in jiu-jitsu where I was, like, starting to see, like, the, I don't know, like, the that that the part of it that you can feel but you can't see. Mm-hmm. The invisible part. Yeah, and that's when I started, like, seeing that. Yep. And that's when I was, like, that's when I was, like, got hooked. That's when I got hooked. Yep. So how long was that into jiu-jitsu? Um, probably three months. Mm-hmm. I mean, I obviously learned the technical stand-up probably on my first day but I didn't get that question or did that understanding didn't get answered until three months in mm-hmm. and so, then that's when I started to really get on it and then another one another moment that made me like go even deeper was the um, escape from the back 
like this was even recently one that got me is that when you escape from the back and you get that elbow frame in and yeah. your arm up so they can't remount you. Uh huh. Yes. That like that was like a huge penny fall drop too, and I I've, I don't think I've been remounted since. Beautiful. Because that, that's on. an example. Yeah. Not no no so not re- remounted and it's been maybe a month remount once I've escaped the back and that frame's been mm-hmm. so solid people mm-hmm. haven't been able to get them out straight away. Well, that's what that's what happens. And when it's the opposite foot that connects into the ground, mm. what is what creates that yep. nice frame with your forearm against the person's yep. like torso. That's that. That's one of those things about getting in the little detail as well. Mm-hmm. So in your game, once you actually understand jujitsu and the puzzle that it is a bit more, there's there are less things that get you kind of catch you like that mind blow moment, and that was one of them. And that one little detail or adjustment to me escaping the back has improved in that area like heaps. And they're those little like bits of information that you need to find. Hey? Yeah, yeah, so and you're finding those all time. the time. Mm-hmm. It's like you have a little like uh, a sack, and all those little moments, those aha moments, you just putting them in in your sack and just saving them. Because now you went from that little moment mm-hmm. where no one can like frame, like frame. Now you can add to that. Yeah. You know, you can start building on the next part. And like where I'm going to go because I know I'm going to get that safety and I have the option of what's next. Yep. As soon as I escape the back, I know when I get that frame in, I'm not going to get mounted. Yep. So now instead of thinking about Shit, trying to avoid the remount, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. now I'm not thinking about that anymore because yeah. I know I'm going to avoid it. Yeah. I'm thinking about what I'm going to do. Yes. So you're staying one step ahead. Yeah. What? Yes. What the next step is going to be. Yeah. yeah. Well, what the next card. But the, but the, move, the move that I make is my choice yep. because it's my option. Well, at in least that, like, you're, you're seeing you're seeing ahead, right? Mm. And then they'll they'll try to do something, but that will be premeditated because that that step that you're currently in is set. Like you know, that's there. It's connected. It's done. Um, you're framed, and that's the ability to be able to see in the next part. Mm. But that took a while, didn't it? Of course, yeah. Yeah. And the the, fl- the flip side of that though is that the person that is rolling with me, there I throw that elbow frame in. And they might know, shit, I'm not going to get the remount. And they know where you're going to move. So then they, if they, if they have that next step sorted yep. on their side, Ooh. they can counter what I'm going to do. Because yes. they're going to be a step ahead of me. I think I'm in front of them, but they're really in front of me. Well, that's, and that's, that's like, the that's, game, right? That's why it's chess, right? The, yes. But it takes some time to, for, uh, for it to become chess. Mm. How long was it before it became chess for you? That took long. What three months? I realized like I improved a lot and it was being getting effective. Yeah. But it probably took seven or eight months for me to start like really seeing like little chess pieces, like little areas where it's like you know it's a bit of chess and going back and forth. That's when at six or seven months I started getting that. Uh huh. Yeah. So six or seven months, you're curious and captivated. Questions arise like a can of worms. You need to know more. What if it does this? What if I do that? You're now hooked. You have the bug. What's the bug, Brad? What's the jiu-jitsu bug? Well, the jiu-jitsu bug is you wanting to come to jiu-jitsu on a Friday night instead of going out for beer. Yeah. <laughs> when you yeah. first start, that's the bug there. Yeah. You've got it then, and you start prioritizing that over jiu-jitsu over other things. Yeah. Why, why do you do that? Like, because you've got the bug. <laughs> it's, just, it's fun, right? Like, it's fun because, like, it was so funny. I was... What was I doing? Yeah, I was probably, like, I think I was in the shower, which is funny, but, like, um, I thought what AJ was doing because, <laughs> because um, he, 
every time I get on knee right on him, um, he gets his knee hand and he feeds it in mm. and he starts to control that, that foot and then he comes around. So I was like, hold on. What if I pin his, uh, his elbow with my knee, peel it off, and now I can start attacking the top arm? And that penny dropped, like, in the shower while I was, like, shampooing my hair or something. I was like, what, what the hell? Have you had it on him since? since yeah, did we you, played with so it. When you, did, it you, well. did you say, hey, come here, I want to play with it? Yeah. Or did you roll with him and just go, I'm going to take knee right and do this? Well, I want to tell him what I'm going to do and then try to do it and then see how that works yeah. and see what he does. See, see, that's a moment where, like, we were talking about that little line when it's, it's you're, sorry, you're a move in front of him or he's a move in front of you because he's blocking it and now you've had that aha moment yeah. where it actually it's flipped and now you're removed in front of him uh-huh. and he's got to have the counter to that yep. to bring it back onto his side exactly yeah. and that's why I'm telling AJ that's, what we're, that's exactly what we were and saying before like I'm going to tell you what I'm doing because if I'm always catching you in something I'm going to say hey Brad this is what you're doing wrong so you can fix that mm-hmm. you can improve on that you can understand why you're doing it wrong and then you can um, make that better. Mm. So you're helping him help. You're helping him improve. In turn, he's helping you improve. Yeah. It just goes on and on and on. Yeah, and it's like it's not. That's not the reason why I want to help help AJ. I want to help AJ because, like, he is a good guy, and you know, we're there to we're there to help. We're there to learn jujitsu. But that's how you also create a good community too. You know, and that that's how uh, I think that's what Professor says all the time. He's like, he's an o- be an open book. Mm. Because the beautiful thing, this is another thing, you know, like a lot of people tend to feel that things are limited, that there's only so many details that you can pull out of a technique. Mm. But um, thanks to Professor, I've just seen that there's just an infinite amount of details. You can just nerd out on any little aspect and just like just delve really hard into it. And that's become my brain right now. That's become so much fun. Um, Like I love going to those little rabbit holes and just seeing like, you know, which parts of the technique you can focus on. It's like you can take a magnifying glass and anytime someone looks like bundled up and we're in like pretzel in these positions, you can just um, feel, go into different parts of your body and feel what each part is doing and mm. make each part better, you know, because each part has an ability to um, influence the other part, you know, and that's beautiful. Me and Luke on Wednesday, uh, we rolled with uh, belts around our eyes, so we had no, uh, we couldn't see anything. And we looked at the time afterwards, and it had been about like twenty minutes or something. <laughs> but um, it was so much fun. Like the longer we went into it, the just the more fun it got. Mm. And there was a lot that came from that. Um, and and that's, it was a, it was a good chance to feel that to yeah. to check in and just to see the, just the. Endless options that are available. I like how we after you did that. I'm assuming this is what doing it with Luke is what made you do it with us on Friday really? night's class. Yeah, you were in Friday. On yeah, that. that was so nice. I was with Benny, and um, I really like what um, Ben, uh, not Benny, Maddie. So I was rolling with Benny, and the funny thing about that was afterwards when you asked him, "Oh, how was it? Does anyone have any? Anyone think it was just as easy as rolling with your eyes open?" Okay, and Benny, yeah. I think Benny put his hand up. He was oh, like, right. yeah, I think it was pretty easy. Okay. Because <laughs> he was, I don't know, like, st- he's starting to, like, see it as well. See what? Like, see jujitsu. His mm-hmm. eyes are closed and you can still see it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, he can, his eyes are closed but you can still see so it. So, was he still, still connecting into you? Still was connecting. 
still coming on. Like it's beautiful. Doing, yeah, it's exactly. Nice. And I noticed, uh, well, and then afterwards, you asked a question about, about like, what did you feel? And then Matt said something. Matt said exactly what I felt. What and was it that? was basically that <clears throat> when your eyes are closed, because you can't physically see the jujitsu, you kind of start like, you need to feel it more. Mm-hmm. So you need the connection. And then you need to, you don't see the leverage point because they're leaning over a bit and then you get the sweep. You feel. You have to feel it. You feel yes. it. Yes. And then you get it. Yeah. And he said, and he explained that and that's exactly what I was thinking as he said it. Which, I love and, then, that. and I noticed afterwards, you're like, okay, okay, with that in mind, let's all go back into the same role, same partners, but eyes open. Yeah. And what happened there? I fucking, I was closing my eyes. Oh, right. I okay. didn't realize, but I was doing it with my eyes closed for a bit. And then when I did open them, I was still, I realized that I could see it, like the leverage points better because yeah. you could physically see the lean. So it's, you can know it's there, but I was also having more focus on that leverage point of it. Because okay. I was, ju- I just spent ten minutes feeling it and not seeing it, so I still kept feeling it, which is like a good way to improve. I think. I think that's a great way to train. Well, here's what we're doing: we're choosing to take away certain senses, and so what happens there is your you rely more on the other senses that are available to you. So when you take away the eyes, suddenly you're not seeing what's happening and you have to connect with your body otherwise you don't know where the person is mm. so i was actually scared to disconnect <laughs> I, I won't know where the person will be yeah if i disconnect i don't know there might be a knee that comes to my face like there might be something like when i when i have connection i'm keeping on to that yeah and i'm gonna like wrap myself around the person and that was so much fun that we had with luke yeah that was so much fun uh, and that right there brad is the bug you know, that, that drill, it came from um, me, like us going into a, into a session about the cervical spine and just thinking about this distance between chin and chest. Because like the second, the second technique that Professor taught us in, in Brazil involved pinning the, um, a certain part of your opponent, well, his, his hand underneath mount. Mm-hmm and then doing it with the back of your neck. And in order to do uh, that... Yeah, 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 yeah. That arm over Yeah, yeah, and that's stuck. I do, I do that all the time now. You showed it after Brazil. Yes, Yeah. So that's exactly the one. I do it when someone's on my back. Yeah. And I pin that bottom arm. Yep, yeah. even back. in the back. Yeah, so I pin the bottom arm, hips out, pop the, pop the foot off, come out, elbow frame. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's just beautiful, and what that shows is your eyes are just so critical in this whole whole thing. Um, you know, where you look, your whole body can move and follow as well. And that's like one little, that, that whole, the eye thing, like thinking about like the cervical spine, the distance between chin and chest, like they're two little parts there that we can talk about forever. And we're going to have like a thousand mm. podcasts talking about. Well, I'll give you one perfect example of that same, same concept. And, and it's probably for people who just start jiu-jitsu. The first point of them music learning that is on the, um, the bridge and roll, the uber. Yeah. Because you start, when you start, first do it, you sort of press up, but then you start realizing chest through, head back, yep. 45, yep. look where you're going. Yes. And you start really getting up higher, getting more. So when you get your chest yes. in front. Yep. And that's the, one of the first mechanics of learning that. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's what we did today, right? 
I did the same side roll. Yep, yep. I think if people wanted to find it, I think on a on the Higher Health YouTube channel, I've got like same side roll. If you find it, like it's a beautiful movement. And by the end of the warm up today, everybody was just doing it really nice, mm. just really nice, like a beautiful length the whole way through. And I was talking about the the fact that you don't want to tug. Don't tug yourself. <laughs> and then, like Johnny was laughing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And then like, you you follow. What did you follow up with again? I have to, well, well, um, don't uh, yank. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> still, oh, I, I was like, still, still bad. Up. Yeah. All right. Well, yank, yank, um, tug. You know, you know. <laughs> so right. childish. But you know, when, I was, you, when you were doing that, me and AJ were looking at each other from across the room. We were giggling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Kids, man. You kids, you kids. But like the the the, the fact is you don't you have to think about how you use your body mm-hmm. you know and i saw everybody today just using their bones and allowing their muscles to be nice and soft and letting the bones all move mm. and that's how everyone's finding all of that length that's why the wrestlers head and arm today was re- very nice yeah you know when you said like yesterday you came in and that 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 throw didn't look so good didn't look like everyone was doing it yeah at all. yeah Sometimes I feel that in the class, and that's why maybe the next that's, class I'm going to go straight back. Hey, let me, let me, I was, that's that's a good point for me to come in here because I was been, when you've been talking, I've been thinking about a question. Um, so you're explaining that whole scenario, right? And I was in my because I was in that class, so in my mind I was picturing that. Yeah. While you were talking about it, um, and I'm and I'm watching it from your view because you're explaining it to me, but I was in the class, so I was on the mat doing it and feeling it, and it was feeling really good for me and my partner at the time. Yeah. We're both doing it chest out, head back, like doing it correctly. What I want to ask you from you is, and you just said you're looking around the class and everyone was doing it really well. And then you move into another class and sometimes you can see things that are happening that aren't as good. So as a coach who runs the gym and you see people improving all the time, when you look around the room in like one, one drill like that, Mm-hmm. And everyone's doing it really good. How does it feel for you? Uh, okay, um, exciting, mm. like so exciting, and that's that, I think that's what I love. That's what I love most about this work. You've taught us everyone in the room doing that. We've learned that off you. Yeah. We all help each other get better constantly. We're all helping each other, but we all get it off you. Uh huh. And when I see people doing it like really nice and with finesse. And to the point where, you know, they can stop the movement and you can go straight back if you want. Mm. They're in control. And they're in control of their body. Mm. And that's when I'll try to add a little bit more difficulty. And sometimes you guys are totally fine with that as well. Mm. And it just, it makes me feel happy, man. I love it. Like, (laughs) that's what I I want. But I was speaking to someone last week and like perfectionism came about. Mm. So the side of that, I love seeing that. I love seeing everyone do it really well. I get really upset when people don't do it. Like when I don't, when I when I have a, a class where that didn't stick. Yeah. And they will happen too. You know, there are some classes that just don't work out all the time, and the technique was a bit off, maybe, and like the the combination of students meant that no one could like um, that there wasn't adequate like assistance or yeah. help, or sometimes it just doesn't work out. And maybe some people don't have the absolute a hundred percent positive best experience that makes me sad and I'm like I always want things to be really really awesome so um, but it can be because I know it can be you know and I know jiu-jitsu could be so much fun for everybody man no right it's up to me to, to set the to set the, the environment you know and the tone and the culture in that 
in that class and it's up to you too yeah but that right there you saying that in that sort of saying it in that way is exactly why your gym is successful because you care so much about it you're not just rocking up just doing what you do you have way more awareness than just yourself Mm -hmm. so you're not thinking about coming to work and just doing what's for you and what yours is man you're coming in and like like invested in it and you care about so many people man and that's why everyone like the gym is so good Mm -hmm. thank you man like thank you but like uh, I yeah that's I care like I I care and I um, and I'm happy I'm happy to see people in (laughs) both like tiny bit emotional (laughs) (laughs) I could see (laughs) sorry man I'm not emotional like uh, it is emotional man like I'm like I'm happy because this isn't like five years and I think the gym's really successful as well and to the point where you know what like I don't mind if I just want to really focus on who we have you know and um, the people who want to join are more than more than welcome to join but I feel like we have such a I feel like we have such a beautiful school Mm. that you know the, the focus can be inward you know and then I don't need to like um I think if we make that make people aware of just how fun jujitsu can be, mm. that's what can um, interest people to come into. You know, like I just want like everybody within our school to be awesome, and I want all my attention to go to the people like in our school on the mats all the time, and that's why I think I can. That's why I nerd out in the shower, like shampooing my hair, you know, because like my brain's always working to make those things better. Mm. And yes, I care. That's why I got into this, to, like because I care, because I wanted to do it. You know, like I could have, I was doing other things, like a lot of other things, but I just didn't care about them at all. Mm. And then um, they just weren't working. Like I just, they could, I could have gone through it, but I just didn't have that. 150% like joy yeah and that um, I just really wanted that and we, we're here this is, this is what we're doing but man that applies to people in life if you're doing if you if you know if you feel that way about how John's explaining it if you feel that way about your job fuck do something else yeah yeah I think I am lucky in a sense but we'll find it find sorry not necessarily do something else but find something that you feel that passionate about like john is explaining yeah i don't brad sometimes you know we've got a really big role uh right now because let's say we get you know 25 people in the night classes and Mm -hmm. 15 people in the day and mornings and um 7 30 and saturday that role takes me around like well it takes me a long time to to get the role and all the memberships done Mm. And I'm not super, like, I, I used to be really passionate about that stuff, but now it's become pretty tedious. Like, it's it's just work that has to happen. Like, I have to put the role in. I like seeing who comes to every class. Yeah. I love tracking, like, people's attendance. But I see that, like, when when people are in the class, I see who's on the mat. Um, I'm not passionate about doing all that membership stuff all the time, but I also have to do that as part of the bigger job, as part of the bigger picture. Mm. You know, so in one sense, I feel like I'm very um, lucky, like to really, really love what I'm doing. And I feel like sometimes you can't really always super duper love everything that you do too. Yeah, you know? but as long, as long as it's like, 
I get it, but as long as it's something that's like a part of the bigger picture of something, right? So you're saying all those small tasks you don't really want to do, right? But you have a fundamental understanding of your why. Mm-hmm. You know what your why is. Yeah. And that's the thing. So those little things like doing the tedious stuff that you don't want to do and you say like it has to be done, but you do it because you understand your why. Yeah. And that's a part of it. So you yeah. just do it. And that's what, yeah, like that's what helps me through it, to be honest. And I'm like, after a while, I realized, like, hey, relax, I'm, I'm fine. Mm. Like, I'm doing okay, just get through it, and, and then, then it's okay. Yeah, but then you get the gyms bigger, and you've got you've got it grown to the point where there are other people invested in it as well, like in what they're doing and their growth, and just like they've got the jujitsu bug, so they're invested in the, in the community, and that's when you've got like little people doing little things for you to help relieve some of the burden on that stuff. Mm-hmm. And here's the most beautiful part of this, that of that the gym our school facilitates what jiu-jitsu does for you the bug Mm. you know this is the medicine to to our bug you know coming in every night and well i'm every night you know you're how many three four times a week something like that yeah you know and we have fun you know we, we enjoy ourselves we hang out with friends you know um everything's just so much so much better you know, how has Jiu-Jitsu saved your day? Man, for all those reasons that we've just discussed for the past 50 <laughs> minutes almost, that's that's all of it, you know. Uh-huh. But the other thing is, I mean, you can have a you, – you, early in the podcast, one of the first things you said was, you know, you wake up in the morning and you know you're going to go to work, and but you go to work happy because you know after work you're going to go to Jiu-Jitsu. Mm-hmm. And that's like that little spark in your life. <clears throat> when you were saying that, I was thinking at the time, it might not necessarily be you go to work and you know you, you do go to jiu-jitsu after, so you're happy. But you can look at it also from the perspective that you go to work and have a really shit day after work and leave work feeling really shit. And that happens to, to everyone. Mm-hmm, for sure. But so on the way home from work, when you're feeling shit, you go to jiu-jitsu and when you come out to come out of the class two hours later, you don't feel shit anymore. Yep. Man, that I like that's happened to me heaps of times. Mm-hmm. And you're frustrated all the time. Yeah. Like, and it does, and that like because jujitsu's as while we all have the community and we like love the sport and we love like everything that goes with it and the lifestyle of like what it is. It's still at the end of the day like it's one source of an outlet that mm-hmm. we have, yeah. right? And that's. These podcasts that we're talking about are all jujitsu. Your theme of high jujitsu is building quality of life. Mm-hmm. And we want these podcasts to be sort of in the realms of trying to build quality of life. But it doesn't necessarily have to be jujitsu. That's just what it is for us. Mm-hmm. For people who do something else, like cricket, AFL, rugby, like that's their outlet. That's building quality of life for them. Mm-hmm. It's all the same thing. Right? Yeah. So like that's... That's how I'm building quality of life here in Sydney. So that's why I do what we do. Mm-hmm. For sure. You know, um, like, and when you start, like, you haven't been, like, you, you're excited. And there is a joy factor. You know, you get to realize that jujitsu is the glue that puts everything together. You still run, you still lift weights, but only now there's a method to the madness. Like, there is a why. And, you know, my jiu-jitsu, like, my why within work, that, that exists, but, you know, your why as well. Like, we always, we always need an, a clear intention, you know, to go forwards 
and to um, enjoy what we're doing. And you know, whether it's if as long however you get your excitement, you know, if it's a positive, if it has a positive effect on you, mm. you know, if it's if it's a community, you know, um, learning self defense at the same time is pretty cool. Like, yeah. and I think you know everyone needs to know self defense. Um, and I think that's why our school is just so awesome. It's because learning is fun. Your brain is continually stimulated, not by screens, but by a syllabus of pure self-defense. You're challenged daily, not by the clock, but by the attainment of wisdom in the form of jiu-jitsu. And of course, like everything, you got Yoga Village next door. Mm. Um, shout out to Asha. Go Asha. That was a beautiful studio. Yeah, Can't wait to come today. and do a little, uh, uh, some yoga. Haven't done it in a while. Um, yeah, I've got to go back get back into that. You know, and some people, like, their, their day is completely made by yoga too. And that's awesome. And I think everyone just needs to have that little spark. And I think for a lot of people, that spark can very easily be jiu-jitsu because, like, there's so much fun that comes as a result. Mm. Um, I was talking to you about you saying finding that spark, right? And I was talking about that... Um, the show I was watching about the guy in the game mm-hmm. and how he, he was talking about not really having that spark of what he wants to do in life. And that's how he ended up in like a gang and then ended up going towards jail. And the way that, and the reason how he got out of, or the way that he got out of being in the gang was actually by having the support system, by having people around him, having a community, finding that spark. Mm-hmm. That's how he got out. Well, and he said yeah. that a lot of people that go into games and that sort of negative things in life it's because they don't have that. So that's where something like jiu-jitsu or anything else that like, gives you that spark, builds your quality of life, it's like for everyone. Like everyone can look for that. Mm-hmm. So that's exactly why you should do something like this. Exactly. It's a, and it's an environment. Um, on our blog, we got the article, The Third Place. And soon we're going to get together and um, have a chat about that as well. But, you know, on, our, on this blog we say, you're now a part of a new community of individuals that form a team with their shared interests for improvement and getting the most out of life. Things are hard when you do things on your own, Brad. It's mm. difficult. Like, it's so much easier when you have a friend and it's so much easier when you have friends who are on the same path. Mm. You know, um, well, I, don't know when, I don't know. I'm always, always just, like, bedazzled. Like, I've, I'm in the gym on the mats, like maybe it's open mat, maybe it's during class, and I have people, like there's people saying, hey, they're talking about the pelvis and moving the femur here, and then everyone's just having all these discussions like about uh, anatomy and about jiu-jitsu, about beautiful mechanics and self-defense, and I think we just get so much stronger when we do it together, because when I hear and see you guys talking and like building that, Mm. like that makes me so much more motivated and so much more um, enthusiastic mm. about this, but about this, but about everything, you know, like it, it adds the spark for me and the same thing for you, right? You know, when you come in and, you know, you get to hang out with us and have fun, like I think I see everybody leaving, hope most people leaving with a smile on their face and that's what we're here for. We're here to build quality of life, you know, that I want our jiu-jitsu to be the one that saves the day all the time. Mm. You know, like, um, sometimes it can't, and that's that's on me too. Like, sometimes I just got to mm. um, be okay with okay sometimes, you know. But um, 
I, I think everyone can excel over the long term. That's another thing, you know, like if we're talking short term, there's ups and downs too. But over the long term, 100%, I want everybody to be going up, 100%, mm. you know, and getting better and improving and building quality of life because that's what we're about. We're about quality of life. Um, so that dull feeling up there that we were chatting about before, mm. that's forgotten. You came into jiu-jitsu three months you were in. After three months, you're like, yeah, you have an outlet. You don't have to be having one on Monday or Wednesday night by yourself, right? Or stressed out about work. Or stressed out about work. It's like, ugh. Maybe when you leave work and I said, like I've said, you've had a really shit day, you go to jiu-jitsu and you leave happy. If you don't have an outlet and you go home, like, what do you just sit there and be frustrated about your job? And there's too many, yeah, there's too many people that are doing that. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's like the rubbish. Go home right? and not only build quality of life for yourself, but go home and complain about your job to your partner every night and, and uh, in, you know, make hers worse mm-hmm. or his worse. Yeah. But if you go you home... You need it. You need something. You have some sort of an outlet. And if it is jujitsu, that's fantastic. When you go home, instead of talking about the shit things like in your day, they're no longer your concern anymore. You go home and talk about how you, like, swept bloody John to South Sydney. Like, or you <laughs> just swept him off your guard. Uh-huh. Like, you got yeah, that you got that choke that little bug yeah you're talking about you know that choke I've been looking at you know and I've been trying to do for the past month I got it tonight and it was awesome <laughs> yes it's just so cool you know and then you improve their life so it's like your partner's life yep. as well so there's ripples yeah. there's ripples to this and you know if we're okay yes the focus for us is on the mat 100% we need to be focused on the mats we need to be understanding technique but if we understand the benefits to be a lot wider and start to become aware of the benefits you see that you mm. see you see our students going home being better fathers being better mothers um, daughters sons brothers sisters etc you know like um, because there's love and there's love in jiu-jitsu and you know that can become love everywhere else as well and you know the good thing the good thing is that you say this stuff, right? And you might only see it in your, like yourself personally and I'll see it in myself. And I don't know about how much it's improving at home for someone else in their life or with their partner. Like, I don't know that as much. I know we're all friends, mm-hmm. right? But something like this podcast that we're doing now gives everyone the opportunity to come on and share their story, their experience, talk about their jiu-jitsu, how it's benefited their life, how it's saved their day. Mm-hmm. And then... You know, you make, like you said, you make it aware of, you make people aware of it. So now we're not, it's not just me and you feeling how it improves our lives when we think internally, get an opportunity to express it and show other people. And they come on the show and they do the same thing, come on the podcast and they show the same thing. Mm -hmm. We get to see it in each other. Like it's good, it's a good way to, it's good. You know, you look forward to get to the, uh, to the times you get on the mats. You laugh with friends and you learn new skills. Most of all. You're inspired to keep moving forward. That's what we have to do, Brad. We just have to keep moving forward day by day. It's been a good time, you know? We want to be okay. We want to have fun. We want to smile on our face. Find what puts a smile on your face and go do it. Go do it consistently, you know? Enjoy it. Embrace it, you know? And hopefully the thing that puts a smile on your face um, has a positive effect on you and on others as well. And if that's the case, then, you know, we're all winning and life is good and that's what we're after.
Oh man, just like that, jiu-jitsu has saved the day. Oh, Bresta, I think that was great. Thanks so much, man. That's all good, man. Are you happy to wrap it up from here? Yeah, let's do it. So, uh, what do we say in conclusion? Uh, These podcasts will be out pretty soon. Um, You're probably going to get this a little bit after we've recorded, but I hope you enjoyed it. I hope um, it was, uh, I had a good time uh, chatting with Mr. Brad over here and just having fun and just embracing the ups and downs of jiu-jitsu and the challenges that we face day in and day out from a student's point of view, from a non-student's point of view, um, and helping us all build quality of life with Gracie Jiu-Jitsu because that's what we're about. That's what we're here for. Boss to that. Boss, buddy. Yeah. Thank you. Cheers, Johnny. See See you, everyone. Ciao, ciao. Thanks for listening to the Higher Jiu-Jitsu podcast. You can visit our website at higherjiu-jitsu.com.au. Want to be awesome? Review us on iTunes or wherever else you get this from. From everyone at Higher Jiu-Jitsu, until next time.